Many of us struggle to maintain our sense of personal power within the context of relationships. Naturally, because of this, we develop all kinds of strategies for trying to gain power in relationships, and this leads to all kinds of power struggles within relationships. But today, I'm going to talk to you about just one of these strategies for gaining power within relationships. It's called the oopsie-I'm-sorry pattern. So that you can understand this pattern, I'm going to start by walking you through an example. Chase's parents divorced when he was really, really young, and it was a nasty divorce. What his mother did in that divorce was decide to hit his father where it hurt by fighting for total custody over the children. She won, and overnight Chase found himself living with and only at the mercy of a very high-powered mother who was incredibly narcissistic, who was a corporate businesswoman, and who had no interest in raising children. Chase learned that his needs and wants did not matter. The only way to stay safe in his childhood was to comply to whatever his mother wanted. He became highly enmeshed as a result. Chase learned that any time he brought up his needs and wants, he would be shut down because his mother would not accommodate them. As a result, his only way of getting power in his life and in his relationship with her was to simply do exactly what he wanted and either apologize profusely later or act like it was a mistake. He did this so often that Chase's mother began to see him as a bit of a screw-up. She was disappointed in him all the time. But even though it hurt, Chase kept up this strategy because when his mother saw him as a screw-up, she failed to see that he was simply doing things without her consent. She also started to expect less of him, so he was out from under the pressure of her expectations. After all, Chase cared much more about finding a way to do whatever it is that he wanted or needed to do than he cared about his mother's approval. After all, she was gone on business trips all the time anyway. Today, however, Chase has kept up this rebellious strategy for gaining power within relationships, and it's not serving him very well. It's making it so that no one in his life can take him seriously. No one in his life can rely upon him to caretake their best interests as opposed to just acting in his own. When he apologizes for doing things, he gaslights everyone into thinking he didn't mean to and that it was just a mistake. He also asks for forgiveness only to do whatever he apologized for again the next day. So people are wondering if he is stupid, despite the fact that Chase often demonstrates very clear intelligence. Deep down, the people around Chase feel manipulated by him because they are being manipulated by him. And at the end of the day, Chase is the one that's going to lose as a result of the strategy, because not only is he going to sabotage his own personal success, he's going to sabotage every relationship in his life. Have you ever heard the words, ask for forgiveness instead of for permission? This passive-aggressive power play is immortalized in those words. This power play is when someone does exactly what they want to do regardless of the negative impact on others and plays it off once they're confronted on it by apologizing or making the other party think it was an unintended mistake, an oopsie. They expect specifically that by apologizing or by acting like it was a mistake, suddenly the conflict will immediately go away and they will have gotten away with it. People who use this passive-aggressive power play to the extreme often don't really care that much whether other people see them as stupid. Or if they do, 
they're in a bit of a lose-lose and it's an obvious choice for them. They would rather people see them as stupid than to never ever get their way or to be abandoned. Some people who employ this strategy in relationships go to the extreme so as to actually craft an image of stupidity that's false to the people around them. It's a guarantee that you've seen this strategy play out in the movies. Any of you who have watched action movies had to have seen this tactic employed at least once, where that person who has some aim, something they want or need, is going to go about getting it by acting like the idiot. And the people around them look at them and go, oh, it's just an idiot, I guess we have to let that behavior slide. And so they get away with whatever they're doing, whether it's spying or you name it. The thing that's important to recognize is that in these movies where you've got that character who is employing the strategy, employing that strategy puts them in the power position in that moment. The bad guys just don't know it. When you play dumb, people see you as an annoyance instead of as the threat you are. People who are employing this strategy are looking to get away with getting what they want and need for their own personal best interests, but in a way that leads to absolutely no consequences. Many of the consequences that they think await them if they're straightforward about what they want and need in their own personal best interests in a given scenario. Now let's look at why this strategy works, shall we? And why people who employ this strategy often get away with it for so long. The reason is because society at large, I mean it doesn't really matter which culture you're brought up in, society at large right now within humanity has this idea that you're only good and only right if you forgive people who make mistakes. That you're only good and right if you make allowances and accommodations for other people who are less smart. And you're only good and right if you forgive those who apologize. Also, society only sees you as good and right if you lower your expectations relative to somebody who has demonstrated that they're not particularly competent. Bless their hearts. This means not only can the person employing this strategy, the oopsie I'm sorry strategy, get away with doing whatever they want and need and what's in their own personal best interest regardless of the negative impact on others, you're the bad guy and the asshole if you have a problem with them and don't let them get away with it. So that you can understand this problem, I'm going to give you another example. Brittany likes to shop. A lot. She feels that it should be a husband's duty to provide for his wife and to provide well. She hates that her husband Jason controls how much money she can spend on their household credit card. They've gotten in so many fights about the fact that consistently when Jason reviews the household expenses at the end of the month, he finds all kinds of unnecessary expenses for things that Brittany has purchased. Every month, Brittany feels shame and says that she's sorry that she did it and apologizes profusely and says it was a mistake and promises to stop buying stuff compulsively and running up their debt. But every month she does the exact same thing. Brittany is proving to be unworkable. Jason doesn't know if she's stupid or has some uncontrollable shopping addiction or what. Really, Brittany wants to shop and expects Jason to enable her to do that. But she doesn't want to get into a direct conflict about it. She feels she will lose that fight and not be able to shop. So she just continues to shop and continues to get away with it by continuing to apologize or say it was a mistake later. The oopsie I'm sorry power play is a very deceptive and gaslighting pattern. 
And people who employ this strategy will often get away with it at first. But if anyone in their life identifies this as a pattern, they're in for big trouble. If you're one of these people who employs this oopsie, I'm sorry, tactic as a way of getting what you want and need, you're in big trouble because people will see you as incompetent and as an idiot. When people see you as incompetent and as stupid, they lose respect for you. Also, people will never be able to trust you with their best interests because you will have again and again demonstrated that regardless of whether or not they directly express what their best interests are, you will act to the opposite of them. Or they'll be able to feel beneath the surface of this deception and feel that what you're really just trying to do is to get your own way regardless of the impact to anybody else, no matter what happens to that other person, which makes you a little weasel. The oopsie I'm sorry pattern is a pattern of self-sabotage. But hold the phone, there is no such thing as self-sabotage. What's really happening is that these parts of you that are employing this strategy think that it's in your own best interest to do so, but that's because they don't see the genuine consequences of you using this strategy, especially in the long term. So even though these aspects are doing it for you, ultimately they don't see the detriment to you, which is why we call it a sabotaging behavior. If you demonstrate yourself to be the kind of person who does whatever you want, no matter the consequences to others, there's no possible way that people will want to be around you long-term. You're gonna lose your relationships. If you demonstrate yourself to be somebody who can't keep your word, no one's gonna trust you. If you demonstrate yourself to be incompetent, stupid, or passively belligerent, no one will feel they can rely on you. So you can expect to be fired from jobs, never taken seriously, left out of things, put into positions of inferiority, and considered a liability instead of an asset by others. If you are somebody who is employing this strategy, it's important to see the price of getting away with employing this passive-aggressive strategy for getting what you want and need and what's in your own personal best interests. It's critical to see how important it is to go directly for your best interests, to go for what you want and need in a direct, upfront, straightforward, and honest way. So as to put it on the table, so as to finding a meeting of minds with other people before you decide to take whatever action. Many people who exhibit this particular power play in relationships, this strategy for gaining power in relationships, are people who exhibit a codependent style of relationship. This means they struggled with a great deal of enmeshment in their childhoods. In their lives, they learned that there is no point to being direct and honest and upfront about a person's wants and needs because there's no room for them. <laughs> in other words, a lot of these people who employ this strategy already are coming into the relationships with this expectation that there is no room for a meeting of minds, even if there is. Instead, they think it's an automatic zero-sum game. If they bring up their wants and needs, they think they'll either lose the relationship or the answer will be no. So it will mean that they will either be abandoned or not get what they want and need. They think that talking it out or standing for what they want and need leads to them losing and the other winning. Whereas if they simply act on it and pretend it's a mistake or apologize later, they will get what they want and need, i.e. be in power, but they will also get to keep their relationship at the moment and the other person will lose. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Why People Are Stuck in the Cycle of Either Complying or Rebelling. 
Because this strategy originates from interpersonal trauma, which most people experienced in their childhood, and that original trauma needs to be resolved in some way, I have a process that I've created specifically for this, and it's important for people who are exhibiting this pattern to do. It is called the completion process. You can find out how to do this process by buying the book that is quite literally titled The Completion Process. Alternatively, you can go to completionprocess.com and select a practitioner to lead you through it. If you struggle with this pattern, it's important to know that a relationship is only a good relationship if the other person in the relationship actually wants your best interests actually wants you to get what you want and need. But that doesn't mean that the second they're aware of what you want and need, that they're going to just love you and be great by abandoning their own wants, needs, and best interests. That's self-sacrifice. That's just you falling back into the patterns you learned in your dysfunctional childhood relationships. What it means to be in a good relationship is that both of you need to master the concept and practice of communication and each really caring for the other person's wants and needs so as to find the highest and best win-win scenario in any situation. A big part of finding win-win situations in any relationship is the opposite of this pattern. It's the opposite of being deceptive. It's the opposite of manipulation. It's about being very, very, very honest with yourself and with the other person in the relationship. What being honest in this way does for you is that it highlights those points in any relationship or in any situation of compatibility and incompatibility. Now with the reality of what is genuinely compatible and what is genuinely incompatible, you can try to find an arrangement in the situation or an arrangement in the relationship that is a win-win for you both. And doing so makes you an ally to each other's best interests instead of an enemy to each other's best interests. That's true power. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe to my channel, and consider sharing this video with your friends. You can also click on the bell icon to be notified of the next time that I post a video. I want to thank you personally for the bravery that you have to step into awareness. I'll see you in the next video.